Following a tremendous debut last year, the Song of Black Folk returns to the, take the stage at Seattle's Paramount Theater on June 18th. And with me to talk about the event is Reverend Leslie Braxton, uh, Executive Director of Songs of Black Folks. Good morning, Reverend Braxton. Good morning. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you. All right. Uh, Reverend Braxton, let's talk a little bit about this performance because it really is about black people and black culture as it provides a spiritual journey through music that takes uh, people from Negro spirituals through the blues, gospel, R&B, hip-hop, and, as I understand it, even spoken word. Yes. It's covering all genres of music, and it is intentional about showing the evolution of uh, African music here in uh, what some call British North America and now the United States, and is really show how music is the soundtrack of our existence as a people, a black people living in an anti-black society under perpetual assault, white racism and um, white supremacy in all of its many forms, its relentless assault on black psyches, black souls, black community, black bodies, and how our music has provided us a pushback to repair our wounded souls and to restore our community and the arm us and equip us for the long uphill journey to fight from the margins to the mainstream of our society. Right. And uh, Reverend Braxton, can you talk a little bit about the concept and vision uh, behind this event? You know, how was it developed and kind of where did it come from? Well, I tell people all the time, I was 24 years old before I had my first African-American classroom teacher in my second year of graduate school at uh, Colgate Rochester Divinity School in Rochester, New York, 24. I was able to grow up, um, come through the Tacoma Public Schools, graduate from the University of Puget Sound, all without having a single black classroom teacher. I had a black homeroom uh, instructor once in junior high school, and I had a couple of black coaches, but not a black homeroom teacher. Because of that, when I got to the East Coast for graduate school, I was stunned uh, seeing so many black folks in the city of Rochester, but to see black people in leadership positions, um, and then to see black artistic productions on a much bigger, grander scale than I had seen growing up in the Pacific Northwest, simply because there was a greater black population, the talent pool was deeper, HBCUs present um, in, in uh, northeastern, southern cities once I got back there. So my desire when I returned to the Pacific Northwest in 1999, um, my desire was to be able to produce here in the Northwest world-class fine arts productions that featured African-American talent and to produce it for the Northwest audience. Because Langston Hughes says, one becomes what one beholds. Or to say more colloquially, if I can see it, I can be it. Little black boys and black girls growing up here in the Northwest need to be able to see world-class African-American fine arts growing up on a regular basis 
so that they can even dream and aspire differently. That's the purpose of songs for black folks. Right. And down those lines, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the performers, because the show will feature some very talented individuals throughout the lineup. I'm seeing some very familiar names associated with this event. Uh, Josephine Howe, Crystal Renee Aiken, Solomon Howard. I mean, I can go on and on down the list. But, um, you know, down uh, as in speaking with what you just talked about, um, there are some very talented performers who are part of this event. Absolutely. Um, you have Solomon Howard, who is the Kennedy Center's selection for uh, globally top um, bass voice uh, in the world in classical circles. He is also one of the top percussionists in the world. So he will be singing, but he will also be playing in the rhythm section as a part of the um, um, uh, the band during the course of the uh, production. Crystal um, Akins, who's a, a, a local production uh, or product and first winner of um, a Sunday's Best, but you also have Jacqueline Eccles, who is a Grammy award-winning uh, soprano voice um, who starred in many productions, Porgy and Best, and on and on, all over the world. Soaring soprano voice is just going to bounce off the walls uh, there in the um, uh, in the Paramount. Uh, James Conner, who is another local product, worked with MGM Studios, has danced and played and sung all over the world, come through total experience. He was a big hit last year when he did uh, Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come. So these are our featured soloists, those five. Uh, but then you have to add to it a 40-voice choir of people who live from Everett down to Lacey. So it was really a Puget Sound choir of young people um, handling some very challenging and, and uh, difficult music, uh, along with a 50-piece orchestra. And I think there's going to be five different dancers in the show as well. So if you love song, dance, choral music, solos, all of it, it's going to all be in there. Right. Um, and, you know, I was looking at that, too, because I was like, they got a 50-piece orchestra and... Uh, you know the forty-person choir, and this is this is a, a big production and a big event. I know you guys have some uh, some some great uh, MCs for this event as well. Yes, you have. Uh, last year, the real one of the real charms of the show was uh, State Senator uh, Twana uh, Noble from the representing the twenty-eighth district, and uh, alongside her uh, is going to be uh, Mr. Lionel Donovan King. Um, Five reporter uh, out of Tacoma. So uh, those two persons who know how to handle a microphone and are very good friends are going to be our MCs for the event and uh, kind of help uh, get us launched and guide us through the journey. Right. Now, I know at last year's production uh, or event, you guys had presented some community-based awards. Uh, will you guys be having some awards uh, to community members again this year? Absolutely. In fact, last year there were three awards, the Norman Rice uh, Community uh, Leadership Community Development Award, the um, Petrina uh, Patrono uh, Wright um, Artistic Excellence Award, and then there was the um, uh, Trish DeZico, Trish Melinda DeZico um, Diversity and Technology Award. 
Those awards will be given again this year in the name of those persons um, to emerging personalities in those fields. And then we're adding to awards this year, and that is also going to be the Maxine Mims Educational Empowerment Award. It will be given to her as a Lifetime Achievement Award this year and hereafter. It will be an award given in her name to an emerging leader in that uh, that field of, of education. And then also there's going to be the Lyle Quazine um, uh, Community Activism uh, Award, and that's going to be given to him as a Lifetime Achievement Award for this year. And then hereafter, it will be an award given in his name to an emerging personality who's out there uh, fighting for... Uh, for um, uh, social justice on behalf of black people. Right. And uh, Reverend Braxton, uh, one of the other uh, things about this event is is one of those celebrations that will take here locally uh, during Juneteenth weekend. Yes, yes. Juneteenth weekend is the backdrop. Um, That's intentional. So uh, against that national holiday now um, where we celebrate when freedom came to uh, Texas, um, that uh, we have this great cultural expression. You know, I always tell people, we asked for a Voting Rights Act. Instead, we got the Juneteenth holiday. So once again, this nation chose symbolism over substance, and we've had to take lemons and make lemonade. And so while this is a musical program, It is music of resistance and hope to bring you back to the agenda that is ours in the first place. Juneteenth is really the shiny object that was intended to distract us by this country. It's it's the holiday that's always meant a lot to us, but making it a national holiday really was a cynical designation for people who really don't want us to vote, who really want to diminish our uh, exercise of the suffrage. so we're using this program to bring us back to what was the agenda in the first place, and that is still this nation becoming a more perfect union by protecting and extending black people and other people's opportunity to participate in the shaping of the history and the destiny of the, this country by being able to drop a ballot in the ballot box. All right. Uh, Reverend Brack, I'm going to ask you to give us the time, date, and location of this year's event. It's going to be Father's Day night, June the 18th, 7 p.m. at the iconic Paramount uh, Theater. You can get tickets by going online to www.songsofblackfolk.org. That's www.songsofblackfolk.org. June 18th, 7 o'clock p.m. at the iconic Paramount stage. All right. Well, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show, and thank you for um, you and everybody associated with this event for putting this um, world-class event on for us right here in Seattle. It's my pleasure, Chris, and thank you for having me on today. All right. You have a great weekend. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Again, Songs of Black Folks will play on June 18th at the Paramount Theater in Seattle. For more information or for tickets, you can go online to songsofblackfolk.com. That's Songs of Black. Folk, F-O-L-K dot com.